All right, everyone, welcome back to Get a Clue with Lex and M. I'm your co-host, Lex. And I'm your co-host, M. It's so good to be back. Um, we are very excited to be back on the pod, recording with you, and bringing you even more amazing just female like entrepreneurs. I feel like we've been on a roll. Yeah, I'm loving this theme we're going with. Women, thriving, doing their thing. It's amazing. Power all the things. <laughs> we love Miranda it. Miranda Priestley isn't the villain in Denver's yeah. product. <laughs> Nate is. <laughs> That's, That's a whole other episode, honestly. There's a whole episode to unpack just Devil Wears Prada, you know? We have to. On some type of, like, uh, anniversary of the movie, I'll do my research and we'll just do a rundown of Devil Wears Prada and that will be that will be the episode to tune into. Which brings me to this week's episode. We are joined by two lovely ladies, Nicole and Raquel Phillips, sister slash CEO and COO duo behind the app Catch with a Q. Emily, give us a little bit on what Catch is. Of course. Catch is an interactive shopping platform that allows an individual user's preferences to control the products they see next, creating a point of personalization from dozens of online brands. We can't wait for you guys to listen and tune in. So grab a nice coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy. But first, a special offer from Catch. Catch is on a mission to create a more convenient shopping experience for every online consumer by helping brands build personal relationships with their consumers through their platform. To get started, users take a short style quiz at sign up, which matches you with your initial style recommendations, aka your catch of the day. Get personal recommendations from your favorite brands via text and use the reaction buttons to tell your catch stylist what you truly like and dislike. Interact with your style recommendations every day to improve your catch for the following day. Shop from brands you know and love and discover local, sustainable, and minority-owned brands, all from your text messages. It's that simple. Right now, Get A Clue listeners can use the code GETACLUE at joincatch.com to try catch for 45 days free. That's code GETACLUE at joincatch.com for 45 days free. Sign up today, take the style quiz, and get personalized style recommendations right to your phone. You can also find Catch on Instagram at joincatch. That's at joincatch with a Q. Awesome. Let's get back to the show. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Get a Clue with Lex and M. I'm M. And I'm Lex. We are so excited to be bringing you a brand new episode full of just fresh content for the week. Um, and we are so happy to be joined by the co-founders of Catch, Raquel and Nicole. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Hey, guys. Excited to be here. So excited to have you. Um, I know we were just briefly catching up before um, we started, but how have you guys been? How have your past few months in quarantine been? Um, and what's it been like working from and really like living from home too? Yeah, things have been pretty good considering over the past couple of months. We've typically worked from home, so 
nothing too crazy there. I mean, I guess I tried to get out and about to coffee shops, which I miss dearly, but yes. making best <laughs> with what's happening. Luckily, I have a desk in my room, so that has been a lifesaver. Awesome. And I luckily have a dog, so that has been <laughs> really great to get the focus off of everything going around and um you know, have my little, have my partner here. I'm also quarantining with my husband, which we live downtown seaport district of Boston. And so tiny little apartment. Yes. Gets a little crowded, but it's, it's been good. I feel like when I moved to New York last year, it was like location, location, location. Like that was what it was all about. And I was like, wow, a pandemic like really changes your value set in a time like that. I'm like, I just want space. Anyone. Um, no, but that's awesome. Definitely a transition time at home, but uh, I think we're slowly turning around the bend here to see some changes in the coming months. Um, but yeah. why don't you start by, I think we'd love to hear more about Catch and your business and how it came to be. Um, so can you tell us more about it and its founding story? Sure. So Catch is a personal shopping experience via text that is controlled and run completely by user interactions. Um, what we really wanted to do was bring convenience, but also a fun experience to online shopping. Raquel and I can tell you a little more in detail, but one summer we were both living in Manhattan and we kept borrowing clothes from one another despite making our own money and love shopping ourselves. And we realized it was because it just took so much time to shop online and we just didn't have the mental capacity or the time in our busy lives to do so. And so we really just wanted to make it more fun, make it much more engaging. Um, and so that's what we're doing right now with Catch. Yeah, I can go into a little detail about how we started. Yeah. So pre-Catch, I was working in New York City in public accounting, which is complete opposite of anything entrepreneurial or anything fashion related. Um, but Nicole, she's the one with the fashion industry experience. So she got a fashion law degree, which is a thing um, at Fordham Law School. And between working for various retail clients and just learning the ins and outs of the industry, she came up with this idea for what catches now and really just centered around the role that personalization has been playing in fashion and how it's been really helping brands and retailers. So prior to working in public accounting, I went to Babson College, which is a school right outside of Boston known for their entrepreneurship. So I studied accounting and business in general, and Nicole came to me with this business idea at first really just to brainstorm ideas for it, um, think of a business plan, kind of everything you would think to do when you first have this big idea and are looking for ways to execute it. So, you know, moral of the story is I fell in love with the idea and rather than just helping her part-time I saw the potential the idea had and decided to leave my comfy corporate accounting job and join Nicole full-time as her co-founder. 
Awesome. I literally had no idea what to do with this with the, this idea that was in my head. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, do you write a business plan? I I was a I was a lawyer before this. I had no idea, yeah. and I was like, you studied like what entrepreneurship? Like what is that? And can you help me with this thing? Um, and turns out she ended up being the best partner uh, for building Catch. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's such an important course or something to learn in college is entrepreneurship. And um, even if it's not like your STEM major, it should definitely be something that's, you know, either a required course or just something that's highly encouraged just because, you know, sometimes a nine to five isn't everyone's, you know, cup of tea. Let's be honest. So, Absolutely. <laughs> it definitely um, was not ours. Yeah. Yeah like kind of like a follow-up from that but Ra Raquel what was you think like the thing maybe like the aha moment that just really made you want to jump from that like nine to five to going to this more like entrepreneurial project with your sister like what really just like spun it of like this is gonna be something worth pursuing beyond it being a project yeah. with your <laughs> longtime <Yeah. laughs> friend and sister <laughs> yeah I think you know, it was two things. The first was the idea catch is something that I was passionate about because Nicole and I firsthand lived through the problem that we were trying to solve. So from that sense, I was starting something that I so badly needed and wanted. So that was a huge push. And then the second thing, I hope none of my old coworkers are listening, but I would be, you know, doing my nine to five accounting job, but I would also be working on catch while I was at my nine to five accounting job. And there was just a point where I felt like my job that was paying me was taking away from the work that I was doing with Nicole on catch. And, you know, I just felt like it was time to make the change. I, I actually just woke up one day, I called Nicole and I was like, if I don't quit, <laughs> my job today. I don't think I'm ever going to have the balls to do it. Yeah. So I called her, I called my parents who were very supportive. And then I walked into my partner's office and kind of blindsided everyone, which I feel bad about, but it was the move that needed to be made. So I remember um, that day. So I proud of it. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. No, that's, I'm so proud of you for quitting amazing. your cushy job. <laughs> But I mean, sometimes that is the push that's needed. And um, yeah, definitely. I feel like when people are kind of stuck between a true like passion project or like a path that they feel more of a pull towards naturally, and then, you know, something that they're in that's like, you know, consistent and, you know, a good cushion, it's kind of hard to find that switch of like, when is the right time? And I think that's something that, you know, will either, either pop into my head or I've had like talks with my mom because even though I'm not involved in fashion I am involved in like entertainment and I'm just trying to find my way in that and I'm in the nine to five section of it right now so it's my mom's always like Lexi you're too much of an empath like you need to make this decision for yourself so sometimes yeah. it's like I mean yeah. that's come the, to the dark side <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come, to the, come to the side where you don't have to clock in um every day yeah you're just now. always on the clock yeah always on no, the clock yeah but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that is kind of a funny way to look at it like you are always on the clock because you're working for yourself you're like running this business like every angle of it 
kind of is up to you. But um, I think likewise, yeah, I'm in more of the early years of my career, the nine to five. And sometimes it's kind of like that question mark of like, well, what's really out there? Like, could we be full-time podcasters? Like what's going on? So um, you never know. But I think it, it starts with that like hustle and that kind of like inspiration and power behind your idea. And I love that you guys as sisters like went in on it together. Just a very cool um, example and story to look up to. I think next, Nicole, I'd love to just hear a little bit more detail about the catch user experience and kind of, I guess, in comparison to other e-commerce apps, like what makes it um, such an individualized experience for the user? Yeah, great question. So if you think about the way you shop on websites right now for clothing, it's very much a one-sided conversation. So you'll be browsing, let's say on Zara.com and almost every website has that recommended for you, right? Whether it's on the bottom or on the side. But if you click a product and it's blown up and you either read the reviews or you see that it has some sort of pattern or it just doesn't look as attractive when it's blown up and you click away, clicking that, the behavior indicates to the brand that you actually liked it. And so there's no way for you to tell them, no, I don't actually like this, right? So all of your recommendations are going to start looking like that thing that you didn't like. And when we were thinking about how we shop, we're millennials. Everything is really interactive and social, you know, on Instagram and Facebook and even LinkedIn, there are so many buttons and icons that allow us to express ourselves just at the click of a button. And we thought style is so individual, it's so personal, and it is so one-sided, and it shouldn't be that way. So we took a page out of the Netflix um, book where we wanted to aggregate and really make Catch a Place to discover brands and also products in one place so you don't have to run around going from website to website. And then we also took a note from Pandora's like and dislike interaction, which we thought was so seamless and so easy to be able to say, I love this, but also I do not like this, right? Um, Knowing what someone does not like is actually more important to us than knowing what they really like because we can just eliminate so much crap and just white noise from the shopping experience that isn't happening elsewhere. Um, So I'll take you sort of through a quick journey of what the entire process is for a consumer, um, for a user of catch. So you will go to our website and you'll take a short style quiz. It takes about three minutes to complete. We ask you questions like, price points you're comfortable spending on a top. Um, There's a lot of images. Would you wear this? Would you wear that? And then one of the best questions that most people willingly um, give us, and it's really helpful to our recommendations, is we ask if you're willing to share your Instagram with us. And we are very transparent. We say the official catch Instagram is going to follow you. We don't care if you follow us back. But we're going to look at clothing that you're wearing in your photos, what brands and influencers you're following, and most importantly, just what your lifestyle is like. Are you hiking on the weekend with your dog or are you getting dressed up and doing boozy brunches with your friends? Hopefully people haven't been doing that for a couple months, but (laughs) we get a really good idea and a really good sense of sort of who you are so that we can use that to make recommendations as opposed to just 
oh, you're a female, you like striped t-shirts. Now we can say, oh, you seem to vacation on Nantucket every summer and you really follow all of these local fun boutiques. And so we can take that information and find you products that we think you'll love based on that. So once you sign up, you get a text message from us and an email sort of explaining what the um, how it works. You just add our number as a contact to your phone, and then you will receive five recommendations three times a week. Each recommendation, you can give it a heart, a thumbs up, or a thumbs down right in the text. Um, the image pop populates, so it's really, really simple. You don't have to click any links to see the product. And if you love it, you just click the image and it takes you right to the website for you to check out and then move on with your life. From the back end, is it more, you know, I know you guys are still in a startup phase, but is it kind of the thing where you are really, I know you said you're getting to know each customer or member based on their Instagram. So does it feel kind of like you're talking to a friend or do you have kind of the technologies to where you're going to have that algorithm of like, okay, Emily loved that top from Zara, but she disliked that top from H&M, that sort of thing. A little bit of both. Um, okay. So we're obviously building everything that it can scale, um, mm -hmm. and we are logging every reaction that users have. And so we're learning almost day to day what you're liking and what you're loving. Um, but we also have stylists. So you can text us back. You can send us images of products you found on Pinterest clothing that you want to see in your catch. And so there definitely is that human element to it um, because it is a personal conversation and we are, you know, in a way your personal shopper and stylist. Um, but from a tech perspective, definitely needs to scale in order to be successful. So um, hopefully to the user, it feels very personal, um, but there's a lot of gears in the back helping it, helping it run smoothly. Love it. That's so cool. Cool. Love it. I think next question is for both of you guys, and we kind of did touch on it before, but um, going into business with your sister, your family, your friends, um, but now business partners, what's the most rewarding part about working with your sister? And conversely, what's been the most challenging? Uh, Raquel, we'll start with you. Good question. This is the question of the hour that everyone wants to know. <laughs> There's definitely so many great parts and so many, not as many bad parts to it. But I will say, I think the best part of it is the built-in trust that you have working with someone who you've known for 25 years of your life. You know, I didn't have to spend time getting to know her on a personal or, or business level. I grew up with her, so I already had a good idea. And going into business with someone is such, I don't know how people do it with someone who's not their sister. Kudos to them. But you, it, it's honestly like you're getting married to them. You're putting your life into this company, into this business. You have to trust that, you know, Nicole runs her areas of the business and I run my areas. So I have to trust that she's going to make the right decisions for the business. And I absolutely do. And I'm sure co-founders that are not family, they get to know each other and they learn to build up that trust. But with us, it was just inherent and it was there from the start. So I think that has been the best part. The worst part or most challenging part, I would say 
careful what you have been <laughs> I think it's been drawing the line sometimes between like business and still having that sister personal relationship. I feel like a lot of days or weeks go by when we're really just conversing or talking in a business sense. And it's almost like we lose the sister relationship that we had. But it's something that we're, I think it's just the nature of where we're at in, in the business. We're growing rapidly. So I think like 99% of our time is dedicated to catch. But that's something that we're mindful about of taking breaks, not talking about business, even if it's just for 30 minutes, having a glass of wine and talking about something else. The most, uh, yeah, I would say the um, pros outweigh the cons. 10 to 1. The best thing about working with Raquel and working with my sister is I I know that there is no one else better equipped to be the COO of Catch. I mean, I know that she was so smart and successful in her studies and at PwC, but just having just knowing her work ethic and how smart and sharp and detail oriented and gritty she is even playing Scrabble. I mean, I just have such an insight into her holistic and just every part of her personality. So um, I, I know obviously the trust is there, but I also know that she is, is the perfect person in the position that she's in and, um, that gives me a lot of peace uh, that I need at the end of the day. The most difficult, oh, there's a couple, but yeah, I think <laughs> it's, I think it's that there really isn't a filter, which is good sometimes, really, really good. But I am not afraid to tell her anything when I'm thinking it. And sometimes that comes across as, you know, being insensitive or I'm not, um, you know, you know, I don't have a professional hat on at that point. And, you know, it, this is a professional relationship. And so like Raquel said, sort of knowing how to separate those parts of our worlds is something that we are definitely working on. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's my sister, business partner, co-founder, and, you know, it's weird on Christmas Eve, we'll be hanging out and I'm like, we have to talk about that marketing thing. And it's like, but it's Christmas, it's Christmas Eve. So like, let's maybe not talk about it yet. So it's really hard. It's really hard doing the on and off switch, but it's been overall. Amazing. So many hats. <laughs> so many hats. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that though. I think a very tried and true characteristic of any good business partners, but like you said, is being able to keep it real, to be able to come to each other and trust one another um, and I think sisters just inherently have that too. So, um, quite the duo, I must say, as we've learned a little bit more today. That's awesome. What has been your favorite part or about being your own boss and like being an entrepreneur, you know, having, I guess in the sense, as we said, always being on the clock, but in a way still having a bit more freedom than, you know, a stereotypical nine to five job. Yeah, uh, I came from the legal field, which is so antiquated, and there is such a hierarchy of people you need to report to, especially when you work with 
big customers and clients like I did at, um, at a couple of firms. And I just always felt like I had a good sense of judgment, but I couldn't execute it without getting approval from my boss and my boss's boss and my boss's boss. And so you kind of lose your, your excitement and almost individual individuality over that. Um, and it just gets sort of frustrating. Um, you feel like your knowledge is not valued as much as the higher ups. And I've, I've, I've actually been really lucky. I have had amazing bosses in my life, but having a startup, literally you can write the rules. Anything goes obviously short of being legal. Um, but it's, it's amazing. It's like, if you can, if you can think it, you can do it. And there's no, there's nothing that says, you know, you can't enter into a brand partnership and come up with these crazy wacky things of what you'll offer and give each other. It's, it's just really, really freeing and, um, and really, really fun. Um, I love being sort of my own boss, even though Raquel is kind of also my boss and vice versa. Um, it's just, it's, it's so fun. And I feel like my creativity is, is just at such crazy notches every single day. And there's really nothing like it. I think she touched on it really well, though. I think it's the freedom to write your own rules and do pretty much anything you want, which is actually something that I really struggled with when we first started coming from a background in accounting, very structured, very corporate, very, the rule book was written in meticulous detail. You knew exactly what to expect all the time. And that was definitely something that was a huge transition for me. But I also, you know, as nice as it was to have a clear path of what you needed to do every day and what the next six months were going to look like, I also felt very suffocated in that kind of environment. And same with, same with what Nicole said, the whole corporate hierarchy, it's so political. It's so, I just didn't like a lot about that whole system. So I really like how now that we are the owners and the co-founders of our own business, we can really make our corporate structure, make our, atmosphere, working at catch, what we want it to be. So I feel like that has been really eye-opening. It makes us really think about, you know, our tone at the top and how we're acting around our new hires, our interns and whatnot. And I think it's, it's, it's good. And it's a tough job to make the tone at the top what you want it to be. But I think that's been one of the best parts about being our own boss and having our own business. I love that. Setting the tone from the top. That's a super good way of looking at it. And it, it does feel like a lot of responsibility, I bet, but it's, it's so rewarding. I think when you see your team and like growth and just like the success of the company, um, it's like a very, you know, cyclical kind of way to feel your own success while also seeing your company really succeed in that too. That's amazing. Right. And you have so much, you know, control over if there's a, like a change that's needed, 
you can make that happen. Like that's so incredible. I feel like, cause you know, when you have so many higher ups, it kind of, I feel like even if you have a suggestion, it can just simply get lost or cut off before it even makes it to the person that needs to hear that. So that's truly, you know, powerful stuff. So that's awesome. Well, on that note, and looking at our own early careers, and Lexi and I just graduated from college in spring 2019, so we're only kind of like a year out. Of course, there have been some worldly changes, too, that have made it an interesting first couple of steps, but um, we kind of use this podcast and this creative outlet to reflect on some of our more clueless moments to learn and grow and to really feel like we are, you know, walking hand in hand, both as friends, but also as individuals and growing. So for you, what is a moment you wish you had gotten a clue on earlier in your career, um, kind of reflecting back on those years? I'm going to go back to the moment that I decided to quit my corporate job because it was such a time of reflection in my life. And I think my biggest learning was that it was, it is okay for you not to go down the typical path or the path that everyone would expect you to go down as, let's say, a college graduate. Even coming from Babson, which is the top entrepreneurship school in the country, I still felt like if I quit my corporate job and tried to start my own business and gave up a salary and moved back to my parents' house, I was so scared of what people were going to think of me. I was so scared of being judged. I was just scared is a good word to, to say. Um, And what I've learned, and I didn't learn that right away, and that's why it took me so long to make the jump, is that it doesn't matter. Who cares what people think if they're going to judge you? Everyone, people are going to judge you. That just is, that's going to happen. It might happen because they actually don't understand what you're doing. It might happen because they're jealous. It could happen for a number of reasons. But if you feel like that is your right path and if you're passionate about something that isn't a so typical that's fine you should make that leap and do what you want and i know i'm saying it took me a long time to do it it really didn't i'm only 25 and i have already made that leap which i'm glad i did it when i did and hats off to nicole because she really helped push me there <laughs> but that was definitely my biggest like aha moment of my 20s. Well, there's still five years to go. I may have another aha moment, but <laughs> to date, that has we'll been my biggest <laughs> aha moment. <laughs> no, that's yeah. awesome. Thanks for sharing. Nicole, what about you? Oh, I've had a lot. I'm older than Raquel. Um, but I, I would have to say it's actually kind of similar to Raquel's. I went to law school and I actually knew I was not going to be an attorney forever, um, which is not advice I would give if you want to go to law school and are not <laughs> planning on being an attorney forever. Don't do it. Um, it's three of the hardest years ever. But I knew that for some reason it was a path that I needed to go down. Um, it was going to be skills that I could take with me anywhere versus maybe going to med school. You really can only 
end up being in one field. Um, and when I was in law school, I actually knew that fashion and retail was something that I wanted to do. I um, started to create a fashion club uh, my last year of law school um, and then ended up graduating and never saw it through. But the interest was there at that time. But it kind of got the sideways. It got the sideward, sideways. Sorry, it got the sideways glance from everyone because fashion and fashion law was this like joke thing almost to a lot of people who were studying tax and international trade, um, and so it kind of made me feel like it was a stupid idea and kind of belittled this thing that I was really really interested in, and so. I was like, yeah, fashion law, like that's stupid, whatever. And so I went on and started doing litigation, which I thought I would like and I really did not like, but just kept doing because it was reputable and a really good job. And then it always, it just, it obviously kept coming back to me. And I ended up going back to law school and getting my LLM in fashion law. And even then I left a really, really big law firm making a lot of good money to get this LLM in fashion law. And again, I felt like I kind of didn't want to say it to people that I was getting this advanced degree because it was like, oh, fashion law, like, oh, it's, you know, you went from having these huge corporate clients and litigation to like, oh, fashion. You know, I, again, I, I feel like I let other people's opinions belittle something that I was so excited and so driven for. But I still kind of took those steps and, you know, went through the program and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Thank God I did because everything that I learned and even the timeline, everything just fell into place perfectly. And, you know, if I hadn't kind of listened to what, I, what clearly I wanted to do for so long, um, I never would be here, but it stinks that I let other people's opinions sort of make me feel um, silly about something that I loved and really wanted to do. And so, yeah, I guess the the end result is similar to Raquel's in forget what anyone else thinks because um, at the end of the day, fashion and retail is so much cooler and sexier than litigation and like ew, why did I even care what like these old, old attorneys would even like care about? So um, cheers to that. That's exactly. No, that's such an important like note to keep in mind. And I feel like being fresh out of college, like that was always the constant like run around in my head was like, oh, well, what are people going to think if I don't have a job, you know, X yeah. amount of months after graduation or if I said I was really into wanting to do this, but I ended up getting a job in this field just because I wanted yeah. to be stable. It's like all those like back and forth in your mind about like what people think. And then at the end of the day, you have to remind yourself, like they're not the ones who have to wake up in your body and go do that. Like and it's you. It. So you need to enjoy it and be proud of what you're doing. So yeah, that's that always very right. important. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm happy we're getting a clue on that early on. Thanks to our <laughs> friends here. Very important. No, that's <laughs> awesome. Anytime. I've got lots well, more stories to share. <laughs> love it. 
Uh, well, that wraps the first part of our questions. Um, for the next segments, we're going to play a couple games with the co-founders of Catch, Nicole and Raquel. Um, but before we uh, sign off for that, where is the best place that our listeners can learn more about Catch or, um, you know, just join in on the fun? Raquel? Yeah, our, our website URL is joincatch.com. You can find a lot of great information on there. You can sign up to try out the service. And on all of the socials, we are at Join Catch. So follow us. Yes. Tell us if you like. Everyone awesome. go follow them. Go check out their website. We'll leave all their information in the bio. And it will definitely be on the Instagram as well. We'll include it in your episode yep. feed. Yep. Head to at Get a Clue Pod for the rest of those deets. Thank you guys. Okay, let's get into the next segment. So welcome okay. back. So right now we'll be doing our segment of like it, love it, or leave it. And basically we'll just be doing a rundown of different trends and whether they're hot or not at the end of the day. So yeah. Raquel, we'll start with you. Low rise jeans, like it, love it, or leave it. Leave that in the early 2000s, please. <laughs> Worst trend <Thank> ever. <laughs> My stomach appreciates that. High-rise jeans are like what I need forever. I can't do anything low. Oh, same. I no, bought a yeah, pair of mid-rise jeans yesterday, and I was like, this is growth. Like, I'm slowly coming yeah. down a little bit, but like, it still didn't feel right. <laughs> okay, uh, Nicole, next one. And these are all spring summer 2020 trends, or at least were originally planned to be. Uh, Bermuda shorts. I like it, um, but some of them don't look great on my body type. But when they're paired with, um, especially if you could dress them up, I think it's a really, really cool trend. Um, yeah, so I'd say like it. Yeah, I love it with like a blazer kind of moment, like something yeah. oversized. Yeah. yeah, unexpected almost. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why every time I think of Bermuda shorts, I think of my middle school fashion. Choice. I know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Everything head. comes full circle. Everything comes yeah. back. <laughs> Everything is coming back now from what we wore ten years ago. Right? It's, don't throw anything crazy. out is what I'm learning. Yeah. Um, I know. I chastised my mom for throwing out her stuff from the nineties. She's like, Oh, like I'll show her like something cute that I bought or want to buy. She's like, I used to have like 10 of those like tops and I'm like where so are they the real real <laughs> now they're on the real real yeah exactly yeah somewhere else love it <laughs> all right um next up Raquel pastel bucket hats this is so specific love it <laughs> yes I actually don't have one but right before this episode I looked them up and I'm a huge fan and I'm gonna be buying one Nicole will probably not say the same, but it's okay, because this was my question. Yeah, my head doesn't look great in hats, but yeah. um, <laughs> overall, I think it's, I think it's, I think they're cute. Yeah, a big bucket. I'm a huge hat person. Yes. Love it. Okay, Nicole, uh, like it, love it, or leave it, faux leather jumpsuits. Love it. I love anything leather, especially faux leather and jumpsuits. I, again, um, they're hot. They're awesome. They are so easy. I love anything that yes. I can throw on and get moving. And so I absolutely love it. For Raquel. Like it, love it, or leave it. Square-toed heels. 
I like I like these. I don't own a pair and I'm I feel like it might be a thing where it looks really good on the influencers that have really nice pedicures and yeah. like anklets <laughs> going on. So I'm gonna say like it hesitantly. I'm not sure if they'd look great on my feet, but kudos to all the gals that are rocking that style. And pull it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that and the mule are ones where it's like, I appreciate yes. people who can pull it off. Good for you. Me, I know my comfort level. And <laughs> unfortunately, that is not I just, yeah, yeah, no, no comfort. And then I see like just city life disaster happening, like me on a subway with those and they come back like just black with dirt. Like I just can't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, those are a tough one for the city. Yeah. Last one, uh, Nicole. Like it, love it, or leave it, oversized or layered gold chain necklaces. I love it, um, especially because I like more more basic um, clothing. And so um, I either like to doll things up with um, like either accent earrings or very simple sort of classic jewelry and i think especially layered i love it that wraps our segment of (laughs) like it love it leave it um i think we learned a lot um about kind of like these mixed in spring summer trends i hope some of these have the opportunity to live out a little longer and to like at least a pre-fall moment (laughs) so maybe we can wear them outside but um TBA on that one. <laughs> I know. I wonder if trends that were like starting to happen this year will just continue on to next year since no one really was able to like wear it out, you know? I know. It would definitely be more sustainable. Brain check. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> brain check on everything. Just be like, yeah. you know, just pick it back up in February, yeah. March of 2021. It's so weird to think about that. Uh, I, I know. I, I hope so. Yeah. Bonus um, round question before we uh, wrap this. What is a quarantine clothing or fashion trend that you would love it? Let's go with a positive. Whether it be tie-dye or loungewear, uh, anything you've seen on... Oh, we got some tie-dye. <laughs> tie-dye TikTok or Instagram alike. <laughs> <laughs> Literally tie-dye loungewear, but like the light tie-dye. I like very... Yes not in your face, not like I'm going to a, I don't know, crazy concert. stock or something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Just like a tinge, like a little bit of tie-dye loungewear. Love it. I tried to make my own tie-dye. It didn't come out great, (laughs) but I really admired the brands that are just selling it so that we can just buy it and appreciate it that way. Tie-dye can be such a mess doing it yourself. So I guess leading into our final um, segment of the episode, the rapid fire Q&A. So basically we'll just be throwing quick questions and give us your thoughts and opinions. And so we'll start with Raquel. What is your current brand crush? Olivia Rose, the label is a brand I recently came across. I urge everyone to check her out. She's so cool. She hand sews every piece of clothing that she makes. I think she's based in like Edinburgh, but her designs are like feminine vintage. They're awesome. Awesome. How did you find her work through Instagram or? I think I was Googling women-owned brands to 
support or like shout out and she was all over the internet awesome nicole what is your quarantine outfit of choice i know we just kind of covered this with tie-dye but if you have another (laughs) i do i'm on a lot of zoom calls all day long so unfortunately i can't wear my favorite tie-dye half of the time (laughs) um So it's usually a pair of joggers, so something really relaxing on the bottom, and then um, a pullover or a sort of light sweater on the top um, so that I'm nice and cozy, but also look semi-professional. Right. Love it. It's so interesting business on top you know Literally. Yeah. I'm like wearing a hey y'all sweatshirt <laughs> <laughs> they my dog usually comes up in the conversation at some point and then they're like yeah. oh can we see your dog and I used to be wearing pajama pants but I would get up from my chair and it was always like oh I think they might have seen it. so now I wear like just black jogger or like you know workout pants so it's to the yes. eye, it looks all together. Just it like looks yeah. fun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so next question for Raquel. Favorite song of the moment? Oh, I hate that I'm going to say this, but <laughs> Savage Love by Jason Derulo. <laughs> and yes, wow. I did hear that from TikTok. <laughs> so yeah. here it is. TikTok has secrets out. I am obsessed with TikTok. It is what Us it is. Us too. Yeah. Us too. It was so good. It was was a platform I told myself I wouldn't get into. And um, here we are. Here we are. That's quarantine, though. Like, kudos to anyone who made it through quarantine without downloading TikTok. I don't know. I'd love to meet them. They're missing out. Okay, next question, Nicole. What is your biggest online shopping regret? I'd have to say I bought a really expensive bathing suit from Revolve for my bachelorette. And so I paid more for less fabric because it had like these cutouts. It was like this one piece and it was cool. (laughs) So that just in and of itself just doesn't make sense. Um, But also I have really, (laughs) like my proportions are weird. I have got like a big butt and like a small upper frame and it just was, it was atrocious. Um, And so- (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just spent, and you know, the models, like they all just look amazing. It does not look like that on me. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I like looked at it for so many weeks and I fell in love with it and then you like don't want to return it. But so I I would say that was probably the saddest, the set, the the biggest regret that I, I had. Next, uh, favorite online shopping purchase. Yes. I recently bought a um, also from Revolve, an oversized sweater that said, catch flights, not feeling. I thought that Love would be it. the motto of 2020. <laughs> I'm obviously not catching any flights and I'm trying not to catch feelings. So we're going to yeah. like postpone that to 2021, but yeah. yeah, it's great. It just, it goes with like my, my quarantine outfit of choice, which is just like a really big sweater. All right, Nicole, with the last rapid fire Q&A. Finish this blank. To get inspired, I... To get inspired, I... I'm going to give two things. The first is really true. I mean, they're both true, but the first is things that I think others can't relate to is I call my mom. And it's honestly because she does not know anything about business or fundraising or just how difficult some of this is. 
And she is our biggest cheerleader. And so I'll call her and be like, so sweet. I had this terrible call with an investment. She's like, oh my God, screw him. Like, come on. Like there's, <laughs> come on, like let's sage, sage him away and like get yeah. out there. There are so many more investors that, you know, you're going to want to. So sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for others that don't have my mom as, and uh, you know, in their contacts, um, I honestly watch a lot of videos, um, whether they're TED Talks or short pitches of like really, really great pitches um, or just stories um, of other founders. And it just inspires you. And a lot of them are so grounding. And, you know, some of the amazing female founders, their stories of where they came from and how they came up with their idea and how they built their companies. It's just like, wow, okay, stop, you know. Stop being a baby, get out there, do some stuff, and let's make history. So that's what I love do. it. There you go. What making a history. great attitude. Exactly. I feel like I don't know why this TikTok came to my head, but like that one where it's like, girl, I'm not gonna do it. Like I'm just thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I did it. Like oh, I, I come it. to my mom after the I did it. And then yeah. she has to like talk me talk back down of like okay, here's how we're going to like get around this. This is what you should have done. Now we know. Well, guys, this was so amazing getting to talk today and sit down and just learn more about Catch, your founding story, um, and your business partnership as sisters, everything in between. So it's been so great um, getting to chat. Is there a place um, other than Join Catch that our listeners can follow along or what's the best uh, place you'd love for our listeners to head to? At Join Catch. We'll be sending everyone right. your way. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> great. Thank you guys so much for having us. This was so fun. This yeah, thank great. you. Thank you, girls. Thank you. Great. We appreciate all your time. And I think this is a lot of good content um, and inspiration or inspiration for our listeners ahead. So no, thank you guys. And thanks everyone for listening.